The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Today is Thursday, November the 10th, 2016, and this is a Radio Wave Medjinomics special with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Hello, Caritas. This is Rosalie Pizan. I just wanted to thank you for fighting the decades of spiritual battle with others in our country and around the world. I'm so grateful for this grace of God that he's given us through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And I just commend you, and, and you're just such wonderful earthly angels for the whole world to be blessed with, this wonderful community, Caritas of Birmingham. Hallelujah. Okay, let's keep it up now, and we've got work to do. Love, love, love. Bye-bye. Over the past few days, we have witnessed some of the most historic events that have taken place in the history of our country we get many feedbacks here, and oftentimes we're able to read some of those over the air for you. We can't always do that because there's so many of them that we get. But in these last days, as we've seen these extraordinary events taking place, uh, we've gotten a number of feedbacks. But first, we want to begin with a feedback that we received on the morning of the election. This is Gerald from Arizona, 
and Gerald was showing a little bit of his frustration in his message to us. This is what he writes. You've been praying this before each Obama election. I just prayed this patriotic rosary. Are you sure this thing works? Mickey from Camus said, Thank you, Caritas, and to Our Lady, who heard our plea and gave to us a special sign on Election Day. Please notice the number of votes for Trump in the state of Pennsylvania. 2,900,785. The last two numbers, 8 for August and 5 for the 5th of August, is Mary's birthday. Our mother was listening while we united our prayers and the rosary for our nation at Independence Hall in Philadelphia and gave to our nation a special gift. Thanks be to God. Duane from Louisiana writes, Praised be Jesus and Mary forever. Happy July 4th on November 9th, 2016. Thank you for your mercy, Father. Thank you for your prayers, Mother Mary. We did not deserve this, but God has heard Our Lady's pleas for us and has granted us mercy in this year of mercy. Thank you, God. Let's continue to pray. We have lots of healing to do. May we all draw closer to God and to Our Lady. God bless America. Our Lady, Queen of Peace and Reconciliation, pray for us. This feedback is from Stockholm, Sweden. Robert Feely writes, Dear friend of Medjugorje and everyone at Caritas, Thanks for your prayers for this election. For God's will, through the Blessed Virgin Mary, your intense efforts to pray in Pennsylvania and to encourage others to pray helped me and others. May God bless you. We met in Medjugorje for the 35th anniversary. Please keep praying for Sweden and Scandinavia. This letter comes from Teresa from Massachusetts. Dear Caritas, I want to thank all of you for the years you have gone to Philadelphia to pray the Patriotic Rosary. The victory we are celebrating today is due to all the prayers and blessings from Mother Mary who came to Caritas and blessed our land. God has heard and has had mercy on America. May we not be found wanting as we go forward to bring Mary's messages to our world. Again, thank you for the role you played in securing this blessing. May Mary continue to bless you and all of us to be able to make America great again. Dolores Wolf from Rosenberg, Texas, writes... Dear friends at Caritas, thank you so much for sending the Patriotic Rosary booklets so promptly. Our prayer group at Holy Rosary, Rosenberg, Texas, decided to hold a prayer vigil on Election Eve and recite the Patriotic Rosary. It was an unbelievable experience. I can honestly say I have never heard prayers and song with such enthusiasm and fervor in our church. Tears were flowing as everyone prayed with the heart for the healing of our country. Thank you for this blessed prayer. And yes, our prayers were answered, but we must continue to pray. This message comes from Joanne from Texas. 
Are you aware that the Obamas and the Clintons held a rally at Independence Hall in Philadelphia on the eve of the election? Thank God you beat them to it and exercised the site. Pennsylvania put Donald Trump over the top in the electoral votes. Truly, this election was a miracle. There is no doubt in my mind that God intervened in this election through the intercession of the Blessed Mother. I must confess that I hadn't finished my 54-day novena for the election and the country, although I was in the thank you part, and had some doubts at the end that Mr. Trump could pull it off. But as the states rolled into his column, as I continued to pray rosaries and memorares through the evening, I watched the miracle before my eyes. But we can't stop now. I believe Donald Trump will need our prayers in the days, months, and years ahead to turn this country around. May he keep his promise about respecting life and defunding Planned Parenthood. Lastly, Deborah from Philadelphia wrote, I wanted to thank Caritas for coming to pray for our country at Independence Hall. I feel God heard our prayers that day. I did take to heart a friend of Medjugorje's suggestion to come back to pray at Independence Hall and will continue to do so now. God performed a miracle today and to him be all the glory. Thank you all for your faithfulness and holy example. I came in on the morning of the 8th, which is election day this past Tuesday, and they had taped on my door when, uh, to my office this feedback that's already been read. You have been praying this before each Obama election. I just prayed this patriotic rosary. Are you sure this thing works? Arizona, USA. My answer to that is yes, it works. It got Obama elected. Does that, does that give an irony? Does that seem like to be a contradiction? If we had McCain, if we had Mitt Romney, we would have no Donald Trump in office today. To make God's people move, to have movement, to have action, things have to get really bad. It's the principle that there was no atheist in the foxholes in Normandy. When bullets are flying across your head, death is near, then you react. The American people reacted. They had enough. They come out of the woodworks and rural America Three-fifths of America, 30 states stood up to those who have crushed this nation into the dirt. We have a division in our country. So this question or this statement that Obama got elected these two elections was part of the patriotic rosary. It's part of our prayers here because God allowed us to get pushed into a corner to realize if we don't act, and if we had just Monday presidents, nothing would change. The purpose of purification, the purpose of the cross, the purpose of difficulty is to make us wake up, think, pray, reflect, and reason things out. And now everybody's on board. There's rejoicing. People are singing hallelujah. People are saying that wasn't for Trump jumping on the board wagon with this. But that's a dangerous thing. Obama greeted Trump in the White House today. 
strange, very strange in what he was saying just the day before and how he reacted today. Why is that? In the book of Sirach, it says, chapter 12, verses 10 through 11, Never trust your enemy, for his wickedness is like corrosion and bronze. Even though he acts humble and peaceably toward you, take care to be on your guard against him. Obama's conciliatorial reaction to Trump and wanting to work with him needs to be reasoned out. There are dramatically opposing views. He just said a couple of days ago, this man is unfit to be president and in charge and commander-in-chief of the military. And now Obama says today, we'll work with him. We'll be in contact with him. Obama stays in Washington. He's got a house there. What is his plans? It certainly wasn't to be defeated or him to be defeated. Defeating Clinton defeated Obama because there were far more plans than we know of that we might not have the facts of, but that his position was to carry on his legacy through her. Sarah continues, rub him, the enemy, rub him as one polishes a brazen mirror and you will find that there is still corrosion. I'm not falling for this niceties and all these things will work together. We want to help you. How do you flip-flop like that? There's something to this. There's something under, some undercurrent showing that they know that they had to change their tactics. Why would that be? When your enemy, Proverbs says, makes up with you, you have to accept that, but be very cautious of him. I don't trust, and you shouldn't trust, Obama. We've watched him for eight years, his corruption and what he's done, and suddenly he's going to work with Donald Trump. He says, we want to make this as peaceful as possible in this transition of power. We want to work with him. We want him to be successful. That's a lie. That's a lie to get on the door because he knows that Donald Trump can do a lot of investigations and see things, and he has things on him that he can go to jail for. The voter fraud that was out there in this, this election, they were confident would be enough for Hillary to be elected. And Hillary herself can be prosecuted. There's enough that can be shown up if Trump looks into it that Obama himself can be prosecuted. And that's the only explanation that suddenly he wants to be really good and be chummy with Trump, who he despises, who he actually hates, who votes for him he hates also. They just flip-flops this quickly. Oh, yes, there's a standard protocol to congratulate who won. But he's going overboard. He's going over, overboard to the degree that shows he's in fear of what could happen. And if Trump starts investigations of the voter fraud, you're going to see it was rampant. There's traces of it all over the place. We wrote about it and they fired the first shot before the last election four years ago that this would take place. And the last election was stolen. They planned to do that this time. And he had so many votes 
that even with their illegal things they did, he didn't make it. It's an impossibility by reason that there's no way Hillary got the popular vote she got. There was somebody projecting, I heard it on the radio, that they said that Hillary would win by 10 points, percentage points. That was their prediction. And eight of those percentage points was through illegal voting. Because they knew if they had 8%, that would be enough margin leaving 2%, even if they had the 8% to get the point. That would still put them 2% over Trump. There's nobody going to tell me that this wasn't fraudulent, that Hillary didn't get all these votes. What do we need to do about this? Trump's already there. We're going to forget about it? No, this is going to come two, two years from now. We have to act. You did something with Alabama Supreme Court that was very successful writing letters. We need to write to Jeff Sessions, and we're going to give his address out. And all you listening must write a letter to Jeff Sessions of Alabama, who's got Donald Trump's ear, and tell him they need to investigate all the complaints of, of voter fraud and prosecute. These things need to be prosecuted to send a message two years from now when they try to steal something else that you're not going to get away with it. If this isn't done, we will not eradicate the corruption, the first levels of corruption we have to do. And so verse 12, as Eric says, of your enemy, let him not stand near you. This is what happened after the talk today. They go out and do the White House lawn and do the little press conference. Let him not stand near you, lest he oust you and take your place. Let him not sit at your right hand, lest he will demand your seat. And in the end, you appreciate my advice when you groan with regret, as I warned you. The battle was not the election. The battle begins now. Evil has come true. Our lady said that. This is Medjugorje. Trump being elected is Medjugorje. This is what she's come for. Yvonne said when communism failed, it, that was one of the things our lady came for. 9-11 started many things in the world. And when Trump was announced to be elected, he was president-elect, reversed everything. This is a central point of reversal. And you know what the date was? 11-9. It began 9-11. And here on 11-9, November the 9th, he becomes president. Our Lady said, God sends you messages through nature, through man, and various other ways. You don't think that's a message? And you don't think this is coupled with what she said a few days before that on November 2nd? Be vigilant in this time, in this vigil. The united love of my apostles will live, will conquer, will expose evil. We don't want to sit on this, people. We want to expose this voter fraud. We can't sit there and say, well, we got it. Why worry about it? Because we've got to purge this out of the system. We've got to expose the evil or it's going to come back to haunt us in the next election because this won't stop. If they're taught a lesson, everything changes. This must be, this must be acted or they'll take your seat. Sarah continues about your enemy. With his lips, 
An enemy speaks sweetly. You should have heard Obama today. Go pull the clips. Listen to what he says. He's an enemy to everything Trump stands for, everything you and I stand for, and those who fought the evil to expose it, what's been going on for decades, that is coming to manifest a separation that is very healthy and very necessary that he wants to cover up. With his lips, an enemy speaks sweetly, but in his heart, he schemes to plunge you into the abyss. Don't think they're not going to do everything they can to undermine Trump. And I can tell you, Obama's in fear. Hillary's in fear that if they don't bridge something and be so sweet and so nice and reconciliatorial that he can investigate and have plenty enough to throw them under, which is where they need to go. Is that vengeance? No, it's vigil. It's vigilant. Don't trust your enemies. If they want to repent, you accept them. You pray for your enemies. You love your enemies. But our lady says something different than the bad things that some people may do. She says expose evil. There's a great evil that happened in this election. Something very serious that we have to take to note to act upon. And if we don't, it's going to come back to haunt us and choke us. There's got to be prosecutors set up. There's got to be people that will go out and do investigations, a whole team of people across the nation, and go to every place, every county if we have to across this land and investigate every single case and prosecute it. If they have to go to jail for 90 days or just 30 days or one day, teach them this is not going to be accepted. You need to write Jeff Sessions and say this. We want something done about this. We don't want this to revisit us in the next election. This has to be purged out of our system. We have to expose this evil before we can go forward and get rightly elected the people. We've been blocked for elections for the last several decades. We've had to compromise. We've gotten mediocre office holders all the way through, from the mayors all the way up the councils all the way through all the way to the president because they run everything. It's the establishment and they need to be purged. Sarah continues. Though your enemy has tears in his eyes, if given the chance, he will never have enough of your blood. Do you think Hillary is sincere with all those tears in her eyes? Do you think Obama is serious what he's saying for the last eight years as his agenda and what he planned to do. Know yourself and know your enemy and you win every battle. You have to get this in you, people. You have to not be settled. Like, okay, we won. Everything is just starting. And Our Lady, November 2nd, 2016, said that. You live, you conquer You expose evil. Never have we seen her say this. This is that January 25th, 1987 message. That a great plan of God for the salvation of the world. This is the turnaround. This turns everything upside down. Outsiders coming in. In many other countries, many other places. The man who's the most for Brexit in England is elated that Trump got elected. He says, I want to work for him. I want to go to Brussels for him. 
I want to be part of this. He sees the significance of some mandate. And I'm adding the word divinely, a divine mandate. I don't know if he sees it that way, but it is something inexplainable. Trump came from nowhere, an impossibility. And so we have to say the impossibility to us is how can we reason out, seeing this election, the fraudulent things that took place without the evidence? Because we don't need it if we have a spirit of discernment. How do you get a spirit of discernment? Our lady said, September 2nd, 2015, I will teach you truth. Why? Why do we need truth? She goes and says that you may know how to discern. What do you need to discern? You need to discern that Hillary talked, 200 people showed up. Trump talked, 20,000 people showed up. Trump repeatedly, several times a day, would give a five or six hour notice. I'm going to show up here. And how many people showed up? 10,000 people. Hillary never could get a crowd there. She brought Bon Jovi there. She brought Bruce Springfield there. She brought who else? All the wackos, Miley Cyrus, all these people. And even then, they weren't even beating Trump's numbers. That's the only way she ever got a crowd. And that happened at the end. So reason that out. What is truth? Truth is, do you think everywhere you went for several months, then only a few people show out for one candidate and thousands show up for the next candidate and they can't even get in the building. They wrap around the lines around the building and down the blocks for streets. I heard one line was a mile and a half long after the building was filled up. That was just recently. That's a six-hour notice. And you're going to tell me that Hillary outvoted as far as populist Donald Trump? I don't believe it. I don't believe it for a minute because reason tells me that because truth taught me that and taught me how to discern that. You need to realize our lady here is for things that can't be changed without heaven's mandate. It's clear. Our lady said the words, you will not have peace to the presidents, but you won't get the right president to have peace unless the people themselves are praying, fasting, converting, changing the direction of lives, then you'll get the president you need. Nobody expect this. Everybody's shocked. Nobody can explain Trump getting in an office. And I've heard over and over and over, just like the feedbacks, people across this land feel like a dark cloud just came off of them. And for the whole world, we're hearing from people from foreign nations. Thank God this has happened. You had that feedback. Where is it? The one that said, I think, Joan, you just read it, about the night before the eve of that thing. Where did they go? They go to Independence Hall. Are you aware that the Obamas and the Clintons held a rally at Independence Hall in Philadelphia on the eve of the election? Thank God you beat them to it and exercised the site. Pennsylvania put Donald Trump over the top of the electoral vote. I don't think it's by chance that Pennsylvania was not going to go to Donald Trump, that it's the blue state, the Democrats, and somehow that happened. You think there's a connection with the Patriotic Rosary? I know one of the feedbacks talked about that I'm going, we're going to do what you suggested. And that was a suggestion that we've gone to pray the Patriotic Rosary behind Independence Hall for two decades now since we, that was conceived there. And the thought came back. And the one woman wrote to us saying that she is doing this. 
You people that go by Independence Hall within three or four hours or bypassing Pennsylvania, you need to be going every day having somebody there at the statue behind Independence Hall and do the Patriotic Rosary. If you're by yourself, you're just a family, you don't have to worry about the songs. But pray it there. It's sacred, holy ground. Do you know the name of the statue? He was it's, Catholic. It's Commodore Barry. Commodore Barry is right directly behind Independence Hall. And on the website, if you click on any of the writings about the visit to Independence Hall, there's a map that shows you exactly where to go. And so we need to keep this in prayer. We need to hold, Aaron had to hold up Moses' hands. And as long as his hands were being held up, the Philistines were being defeated by the Israelites. And when they let his arms go down, they would begin to be defeated. We need to keep the prayer, the Patriot Rosary specifically, pray to Independence Hall every day at apparition time. Right now, that would be 940. Is that Eastern time? It's going to be 1140 since the time changed. So 1140 a.m. Eastern time, 1040 a.m. Central time. So our lay appears at 1140 at Independence Hall in Medjugorje or wherever the visionaries are. You need to match your time if you can. But if you don't, if you're just passing through, if it's three o'clock in the afternoon, go do that. We're in a moment that is so fraudulent and so difficult that we are not going to make it through prayer. We have everything lined up. But our lady, as she said in her messages, everything depends on us. And so we have this situation exists where Obama has done so many things in regards to fraudulent, degraded, bringing in the marriage thing, all these things that this guy's an agent of the devil. And do you think he's just going to roll over and play dead? See, they expected fully to win this election. Obama expected fully to reign through Hillary Clinton. But it didn't work. And they were shocked. They were blown away. This wasn't what is in the play that they had practiced out. Because they had, as reported, at least 8% was fraudulent. But I'd say it's more than that. You tell me that you think that this popular vote by Hillary has passed Trump's numbers of votes, and yet 30 states went to Trump, and all the major states that needed to go went to Trump. This is by God inciting into the hearts of the people who are praying, who are fed up with taking place, that's changing their lives, that's changing the nation. We got a clip of Obama saying something remarkable. He's being interviewed. He outright states that we will not prosecute you if you vote illegally. They were so convinced that they could say this, he was, because they knew they could steal the election. And once they're in charge, and his Loretta Lynch, Attorney General, and all these people, and the cronies, and what he does with the FBI, the head of the FBI, he can stop anything. And they've done that. They've already proven it. Know your enemy. Haven't you seen this happening? Have you not seen Loretta Lynch, what she's done with all, all the things that's going against Hillary, telling Comey, the FBI, to stand down? And he says he wouldn't, and then he does, and then he didn't again a second time, and they just rescinded. You're going to go through, he opens it up right, a week before the election. We're going to investigate the rest of the 600,000 emails. The State Department has already stated that 33 thousand emails would take five years to investigate because one leads to one lead, 
another lead investigation. It takes a team five years to do that. And in eight days, Comey says, well, we've gone through the 600,000 emails and our position stays the same. There'll be no charges. That's an impossibility by reason. Think of that. You reason out. Isaiah says, come reason with me. Isaiah says, I will teach you truth to know how to discern. Discern all these things because you have to do this to know to make the things that God has just given us through this election active and potent to be able to stop and, and expose evil and conquer it. And so I want you to listen very carefully because the man who introduces the woman who is interviewing Obama says outright illegal voters, Obama says he won't prosecute. But I believe this also is a prep question. I believe Obama knew this was coming because even when she finishes what she's saying, he comes right underneath her own words and said, not true. He already had his answer down pat. Everything was rehearsed like they always do. Just like giving Hillary all the debate questions from one of the journalists from CNN. They're corrupt. I wondered when I listened to Hillary that night on the debate, how does she just snap back with these questions? So smooth, so slick. Trump still won as far as what he said, but she was too polished. She knew everything. It, did, it didn't even make sense. I said, wow, she's, she, something, something's not funny. I didn't know, but I will teach you truth so you know how to discern. My discernment was something's, something's not right. And then later we come out to the fact she was given all the questions. And then we found out further that those questions were asked to journalists, what should we ask Clinton and what should we ask Trump? Expose evil. This is evil. A prostitute is an evil. She's doing something bad. A thief is doing something bad. That's badness. Evil is something different. It's the whole scheme to lower people something to do what Satan's doing now in the climate change garbage and lie. Or in election is still brought things to change the whole nation's direction to be a global order to rule over the people. That's evil. That's a different thing than bad things. And that's what I was talking about. At least not saying go expose scandal. Or you know, we're all sinners. We all fail. But are we evil for that? No. Jesus said a prostitute and thieves will be in heaven before you because the difference in what they are and their addictions or weaknesses or their flaws is radically different from the Pharisees who were scheming. They were evil. And Jesus was exposing it and they hated him more for it. And his mercy didn't go to them. His mercy went to the weak ones, the sinners, and in their self-righteousness. The evil plans. Jesus exposed it. It got him killed. It might get us killed. I heard a guy say today, if I see these young punks burning a flag in front of me, it's going to be a problem. He said, now that Trump's in there, you burn the American flag, these veterans, they're going to be acting on this. You're not going to get away with this anymore. They have friends that they knew died in front of them for that flag. It's sacred. It's holy. That's not free speech, and you don't have a right to do that. He went on to say, 
I tell you, that's my flag. I fought for it. And if they do that in front of me, I'm going to the hospital or they're going to the hospital. And if I die for it, I'm ready to die for it. Things have changed in America, people. Be ready. Jesus wasn't a pacifist. He wasn't a sissy. He went with courage in front of the Sanhedrin all days, every day, toward the end of his three years. And he taught his apostles to be the same way. And Mary's telling us, unite yourself as my apostles, and I want you to live what? Live the messages, live the way. Yes, through love, and we're supposed to conquer through love. But he made a whip, and he drove them out of the temple. There's a time for war. There's a time for peace. There's a time for love. There's a time for hate. Are we ever legitimate to hate our enemy? No. But you can hate their actions. You can hate evil and expose it. And we've got the free green light. I mean, right here at the vigil of the election, be vigilant, be united, my apostles, and you'll live. We will conquer. We'll expose evil. You can't tell me she didn't name this that was happening because it's just not the United States of America. The United States of America changes. Everything changes. Every nation changes. Everything's turning around. 9-11, it all came unglued. 11-9, it's reversed. Amazing dates. Astounding dates. Think about that. Meditate on that. You don't think that's a message? How can it be coincidental? We're in reverse time. We've got an opportunity. But everything that happens depends on us. And so we have separation. We have all these things taking place. But let's expose Obama for who he is. Listen to this clip and listen very carefully how everything is said and prepped. And even the woman who asked the question preps that these people voting are citizens because they contribute to this nation. What garbage they're trying to feed down and poison the minds of the people who don't even know how to listen to what they're saying and expose what they're saying. Illegal immigration. We know it's one of the hottest button issues in this campaign and sure to be just as controversial on Election Day. And now President Obama addressing the issue of illegal immigrants actually casting votes. Take a listen. Many of the millennials, dreamers, undocumented uh, citizens, and I call them citizens because they contribute to this country, are fearful of voting. So if I vote, will immigration know where I live? Will they come for my family and deport us? Not true. Okay. And the reason is, first of all, when you vote, you are a citizen yourself, and there is not a situation where the voting rolls somehow are transferred over and people start investigating, etc. The sanctity of the vote is strictly confidential. Can you believe what you're hearing? The sanctity of vote for somebody who's not even a citizen can't be conf- has to be confidential. Can't be prosecuted. If we don't have the rule of law over this, then we have nothing but outlaw. And we have people like Obama can do what he wants to do. He put this out publicly with an intent of purpose to say if you're an illegal, when you vote, you there then become a citizen. That's what he just said. You go vote, you're illegal, then by voting, you become a citizen. She preps it and says, 
because they're working, and I, I call them citizens because they're contributing to the nation, they're not contributing to this nation, being here breaking the law. I get prosecuted, you get prosecuted, just for a ticket if I decide not to pay it, you'll go to jail for it. It means nothing to be a citizen, no commitment to want to build and add to this nation and be an asset to it, just a taker. I heard them talking about, and it may have been Montgomery, the capital here in Alabama, but it could have been Washington, but I thought they said Alabama. I wasn't paying that much attention to it. But it says it show, shows a picture of them sailing from Europe to America, to the new land. And underneath it, it said the inscription, We sail the seas to the new land for the glory of God. And all we hear is white people just put Trump in. And that's a bad thing. And they call it, I think Alice Jones said on CNN News, I read, that this is a white lash. The white people have come up and put Trump in office. But the ginger changes of your biological birth, they can do it. The blacks can do it. The Hispanics can do it. The Asians can do it. Everybody can do it except the white Europeans. We built this nation. There's nothing to be ashamed about it. There's nothing racist about that. Join the infrastructure that built it instead of tearing it down. It's been said that a weak man can't make a strong man strong. We need to realize that immigrants coming here, the people coming here, join the infrastructure that built this. I'm not ashamed to say it was white Europeans. I don't say that with arrogance. I say that with colorblindness. If you're going to do and contribute to it, so be it, whoever you are. It doesn't matter to me. But we've been taught to be ashamed of that. I know an insider told me that Comey talked about the old white men and FBI. What's the problem with that? The problem with is every fault has been put on him. Everything wrong with this nation. But see, they brought people to this nation for the glory of God. All those old white men that founded this nation wrote things that helped every person of every race. And you want to eliminate that? You'll end up in anarchy. The principles of Christianity must be stayed and must be propagated for this nation to last. And so we have this separation taking place. America's divided. We have these groups fractioning out. This is not a bad thing. The principle of August 2nd, 1981, when Our Lady took Maria and Mariana to the Gumno, the Gumno is a place where the wheat and chaff separates. The chaff goes into the fire. You throw the wheat up in the air, and the air takes the lighter material away. The heavier material, the wheat, falls straight to the ground. The chaff goes into the wind. We're in a time of the separation of the wheat from the chaff. The chaff has no nourishment, has no value, and has no purpose. The wheat is the bread of life. It feeds. And we've got two kinds of people now, two groups of people. We've got a separation. We've got a division. This is good. This is what I came for, to divide. You better believe it. 
what is the purpose of division is unity. How are you going to have unity with division? It's the principle she said that night to Maria. A great struggle is about to unfold. A struggle between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. This is happening in your hearing. Jesus said this when he read the scroll. And everybody in Nazareth took him out to throw him off the cliff. We're in the midst of a great separation, a division that is very good in the fact that it's uniting Christians or people who don't believe, who become Christians into one camp. That's the unity. And they said, the united love of our apostles will live, will conquer, will expose evil. What are we going to conquer? What are we going to expose? They'll decide what they're doing. What's the other side? The struggle between my son and Satan. There's two sides. There's no middle ground now. This is division. All these things with Obama brought a separation. The patriotic rosary and other prayers and fasting is working. We're supposed to have division. Obama, we can thank our enemy through him for what he did because he woke us up. And he's made us sleeping giant come to life. You live and conquer and expose evil. So who we are at this point now that we see this division, everybody's wondering, we got to heal America, we got to heal America. No, we got to heal the church. We got to heal Christianity. We got to make it strong where those people who see us that we conquer, they'll want to be like us. And it's our witness that will conquer them. Our love for each other that would do so. Did you know what happened in this election that has not happened before? Evangelical Christians and observant Catholics made up 33% of the electorate. 33%. We did this. This is the Christians. This is the Catholics and evangelicals who put Trump in there. According to polling by Greg Boger of Public Opinion Strategies, it is the highest share of the electorate made up of conservative Christians in a presidential election in modern era, Reed said. If these voters had stayed home, as some observers thought they would do, Donald Trump would have lost the election. He said, like Johnson and Goldwater type margin, he said... In the 1964 presidential, London B. Johnson beat Barry Goldwater with 61% of the vote to Goldwater's 39%. That's very, very significant. But in the 2016 cycle, it was a two-way street for Trump's outreach to conservative Christians. He says about the polling, No Republican nominee has ever had the consistent effort to connect with conservative Christians than Trump. He connected with us. How did he do that? He says, Merry Christmas. If I'm president, you're going to have a Merry Christmas. You're going to have the verbiage Merry Christmas. We're going to say Merry Christmas from the White House. He's not apologizing for it. And you people out there against Trump because he says he's bad. He may have done bad things, but he's not evil. You might say Obama hasn't done bad things. Well, he's done 
very much evil. That's the difference from the two of them. And you've done things just as bad as Trump. You said things just as bad as he said. The badness and evil is two different things. It goes on and says, the usual playbook is for the GOP to embrace conservative Christians in the primaries and then in the general election, push them off the stage and off camera. That's exactly what has happened for the last four elections. It continues, out of the fear of being too close to conservative Christians would offend the communities that the Republicans wanted to attract. And he says, Trump did not use that playbook. This guy's an outsider. He's different. He said, I will protect Christians anywhere they're being persecuted, including Syria, he said. If we're going to allow immigrants in, it'll be the Syrian Christians. And he said, why should we bring Syrian Muslims in here first? And he was criticized. You're putting a priority over them. Why would we not do that for our people, for a Christian nation? The Muslims do it for their people. Is there some good Muslims? Certainly is. Are we against the Muslims? Certainly not. We'd love everybody. We'd be witness. We know Muslims. Our mission is broad. We ask them to follow what we do. But we have to have common sense. We just don't open our borders like Merkel's done and what France has done and Italy has done because they're done deals. The only thing that's going to change is something like Trump coming in office. It ends saying Catholics contributed mightily to the overall Christian support of the New York City developer. We have this happening right in our midst. So many things that have taken place, so much corruption. We could go on for hours. We have George Soros leaked documents showing how he funded to manipulate federal elections. It says leaked funding documents reveal the efforts of George Soros and his foundations to manipulate the election laws and process rules ahead of the federal election far more expansively than has been previously reported. They're not going to report this. And at least it's exposed evil. You have to write Jeff Sessions. He has to get a thousand letters so he can go to Trump because he's got Trump's ear. Trump said Alabama Sessions, who was the first to endorse Trump, he went out on a limb. He was quoted in the paper as saying when Donald Trump is not the perfect Christian or he's not living a Christian life, he's quoted a verse about Trump, he neither followed my ways or was for me, but I used him. If you pull Trump out of the circle that's around him, he's got an incredible circle of people around him. Just take him out of it. Who you're around is what you become. He's genius enough, smart enough to know to surround himself with these people. If you pull Hillary Clinton out of her circle, you get the same thing around her. Trump isn't as holy as the people that's around him. Or maybe he's not as Christian. But one thing he believes in is their counsel. And you who are conservative, you who are Catholic, you 45% of the Catholics voted for Hillary. 52% Catholics. 
This is shameful, and it's not only shameful, it's sinful. And you bishops out there, you didn't teach these Catholics that if you go to vote for Hillary, you're in sin. This woman blatantly endorses a platform that rips out the baby out of the womb. What did they say about marriage? Democrats applaud last year's decision by the Supreme Court that recognized abominable, perverted people like every other Americans. So they're just like anybody else. Their platform, this is the words out of the Democratic platform, have the right to marry the person they love and then they add, but there's still much work to be done. And it goes on and on with this stupid stuff. 45% of the Catholics voted for Hillary Clinton and no bishop out there said, you can't do this. We've heard of priests saying, we will not vote for Trump and we will not tell people not to vote for Hillary. It is a sin to vote for somebody that directly has a party that they say they will kill babies, they will assist in suicide, they will change everything fundamentally of the biological birth to whatever you want to be. These people become God because they tell God, I am not what you made me. I'm not what I'm born by. And I'm deciding what I am. The arrogance of that, the evil of that, needs to be exposed. We don't need to kowtow anymore. We don't need to light up the White House, what Obama did, because he's evil and what he's done to promote this stuff and bring it about. You think George Washington, the Continental Congress, isn't rolling over in the graves? Imagine that. We got a president of the United States for this. We got a woman that almost became president through fraud that would even further this agenda. Look at the Democratic platform. No Catholic, no Christian can vote for this. And if you voted for Hillary, you need to go to confession for it. Because you didn't do something bad. You supported evil. You didn't expose it. And you know who's more responsible than you? Your bishop. You bishops who said on this that you said, well, you got to vote your conscience. You got to look at both parties. No, there was only one party we could vote for. You could do the independence. You could do, well, even libertarianism, the Catholic Church won't accept that. You can only go to an independent or the Republican Party. Do I like the Republican Party? No, I don't like what the establishment did. I'm so happy that now we've got somebody that's going to attack them and root this cancer out of it. But you cannot be Catholic, you cannot be Christian, and be for anything or anybody that runs under the Democratic ticket. And you bishops are guilty. Recently I heard a bishop say that there's a special place in hell for the bishops to do this. That's a quote. That's a scary thing. Much of what's happened, no, everything that's happened about Obamacare is because of the bishops. They wanted this. Everything's happened about migration. See, they don't even call it immigration anymore. It's migration. It's the bishops. All this garbage about nationalism, nationalistic, this is patriotism. They changed the words. That's in the book, Look Court, Happen and Sleeping in 2006. I wrote it. They said they were going to change this through the education system. And you're guilty out there because you're sitting there letting people say this is a democracy. The democracy works. This is a republic. Democracy does not work. Nobody of the forefathers believed in democracy. They said it's the worst form of government. It always ends up in bloodshed. 
This is a republic. You've got to start realizing why does your enemy use this verbiage? Why do they say things like nationalism, nationalistic? Because it puts it in the context of Hitlerism. Our nation is going to do this. We're the Aryan race. And they erase patriotism. And it was them who plotted and said, I've got the evidence in the book. We will start referring in the schools only to a nation that somebody is for the nation as nationalist. Patriotism in the in the church, in our teachings, is a virtue. You're supposed to love your nation. You're supposed to be patriotic for it. So everything's changed, everything revised, and you gotta realize out there, you got to start looking at the verbiage and don't accept anybody to say anything about a democracy without correcting them. I listed that, and they fired the first shot. Five things to do when you hear that, no matter who they are, teacher, professor, whoever. The professors are crooked. They are messed up. They have brought all these things. All these people rioting is coming from the professors. And we got to read just about the enemies to the church. We have our Catholics coming on board now with evangelicals. And everything we're for, these college professors are against. This comes from the National Catholic Reporter, in which three different professors from Catholic universities are named in the article. Begins speaking with Catholic scholars who study the intersection of religion and politics this morning It is apparent that the mood is somewhere between fearful and apocalyptic. Some of the fear is directed at what President-elect Donald Trump will do in office. Professor Kathleen Cavaney of Boston College said, I am just yet unable to imagine the future. I can't think about the Supreme Court, the fate of immigrants, race relations, Obamacare, the economy, or any other issue. I cannot get Donald Trump's Twitter feed and the nuclear codes out of my nightmares. Catholic University professor Stephen Schneck shares Cavani's concerns and listed a host of issues on which the specter of the nightmare will fall. He says... Trump will round up and deport millions of immigrants. Muslim Americans will be put under repressive scrutiny. Women, the disabled, non-whites, those who are different, and a broad category Trump calls simply losers must this morning look to their country with fear. Schneck went on to say, millions of Americans mostly those at the lower end of the income scales, will no longer have health care, social progress on rights for people of color, abominables for non-Christian religions, and for women will be rolled back. Basic environmental protections written to protect our air and water and that protect us from dangerous pollutants will be removed. Consumer protection regulations will be tossed. 
education standards will be scrapped. Will his political enemies be locked up like some tin pot dictator? That's what he promised. Unquote. It will be interesting to see in the weeks and months ahead how willing Trump is to honor the promises he made, even when the realization of those promises run into political and constitutional hurdles. Matthew Green, who also teaches politics at Catholic University, identifies some deep concerns about a Trump presidency, but also notes how fraught predictions regarding Trump have been. He said, with Trump's victory, we are entering uncharted territory. Never before in our history have we elected a president with no experience in either elected government or military leadership. And as congressional Republicans have pointed out, the presidency has evolved into a far more powerful office than originally envisioned by the founders. In addition... While congressional Republicans have good reasons to rejoice at the prospect of achieving major policy goals with unified government, it's still not clear how much agreement there is between them and Trump, says Green, who specializes in the study of Congress. He went on to say, in many ways, the GOP remains a deeply fractured party, Trump's victory gave credence to those suggesting the party needs to abandon some of its core principles and embrace Trump's nationalist, isolationist, white identity platform. I expect many Republicans in Congress will be hesitant to do so. This is someone whose every gesture speaks of frustration with the rule of law, frustrations with any checks on his leadership, and who yearns for nothing less than authoritarian power, Schneck warns. Our beloved Republic is in grave, grave danger with this election. Cavani's take on how this election result, which stunned everyone, came to be, touches on some of the undercurrents, deep undercurrents of political life. She explains, in his brilliant discussion of prophets, Abraham Joshua Heschel talked about three centers of energy. Logos, or the mind, pathos, or the gut, and ethos, the sense of the core community. Those categories, she says, in my view, are helpful in understanding political leadership more generally. It seems to me what we have seen in Trump's election is a repudiation of a style of leadership centered on logos, or rationally based policy judgments. The priority of a cool, rationalist, and detached approach to policymaking was widely seen to characterize the Obama administration and the Clintons. In contrast, Trump goes with his gut feeling and effectively communicated to significant segments of the electorate that he feels their pain and their frustration at the state of their prospects. Hillary never did that which explains the popularity of Bernie Sanders, she said. The soul-searching has begun about how this came to be and what the results tells us about the state of our country. The prognostications? Who knows? Trump has confounded the commentariat and the pollsters all year. Why would he stop now? But if he wants to unite the country... He will need to wrestle with the fears these scholars raise.
I wrote in 30 years of apparitions of 120 Catholic colleges are abominable friendly. That was five years ago. Five years ago writing that, the research had already been done, so that's even way before that, four, five, six years before that. So maybe 10 years ago, they became this way. And here's these professors, everything they talk about, the migration or immigration, climate change, all these things that they speak of is on the opposite side of those who reason things out. And it's interesting that we've been writing about the messages about look what happened when you're sleeping was purely about the media and the lie of climate change and global warming. And it's exposed. It's very easily exposed by scientists. And therefore, everything we're not supposed to be for. And they see Trump as somebody very evil, very nationalist. I don't want to unite with these people. I don't want to be one with these people. I want to be divided from these people. Because if their systems on truth are not on truth... Truth will be held up because we're the ones that have been promised that will conquer and we will live and by exposing this truth. And by doing so, they have no grace to sustain them. They only continue because we help prop them up. We have Christians with so poor discernment, so little truth that they can't discern, believing in this garbage, easily identified if you want truth. And so if the Christians pull out, just like they came out with the evangelicals and the Catholics, 33%, we put Trump in there. And we have been praying. We have been asking Our Lady for our nation to be healed and to heal the world. And so the division is coming, and the division we're experiencing is good because you've got to decide if you're going to be on heaven's side or hell's. Just like Visca said, those who go to heaven are already beginning to live it on this earth. Those who go to hell begin to live it before they die, and they just continue it later after they die, eternally. And so this is division time. Trump was called a divisive element in this election. That's exactly what we needed. We don't need a McCain. We don't need, actually, Obama was a divisive person. He divided everybody. He began that. Start polarizing us. We start talking with each other. This guy's bad. What he's endorsing. Nobody's for this. He helped divide this. Just like the devil crucified Christ. He helped redemption. He was a player in that. And so for the redemption of the nation, the direction Obama takes it, he actually takes it now another way because we can thank him for waking us up because without him, we never had this. Should we be grateful in that sense? No, he's done a lot of damage. Why? Because he was allowed to because of our own sins, so we blame ourselves first. But if a people turn from their wicked ways and pray and turn their face toward me, I will heal their land. Don't even think that Trump is not put there by God's design and it's tied to Medjugorje. It's tied to just like when she brought down communism, there's something big happening in the world beyond what we can comprehend at this moment, but very exhilarating, very exciting. And you need to start the battle today. Jeff Sessions, you need to write him a letter and make the point that we have to eradicate 
for two years down the road. Today, we can't wait till it starts happening then because once it starts happening, you can't fight this stuff. We need investigators. We need prosecutors set up to go through all these cases and give examples of prosecutions and jail time for these people that Obama said, knowing they would get in office, we're not going to go after you. We're not going to go to your homes. We're not going to bother you. You can go ahead and vote illegally, and that makes you a citizen anyway. And you tell me this guy's not corrupt? You can play this back and listen to his clip. That's just one little thing they did out of many, many different variations. So we're going to give Jeff Sessions' address. We'll post it on our site. Take this as a serious thing that you can do. If he just gets a hundred letters, he's going to bring it to Trump's attentions. And we're giving both addresses. His, his address, send the same letter to Washington and send the same address here in Alabama, his office. And that will get the attention. We've read before one letter. They don't pay much attention to it. Just a congressman said this. If he gets five or ten letters, he starts reviewing it. If he gets 20 letters, it'll change his vote. If he gets a thousand letters, Trump's going to know what to do. He's not stupid. But we've got to stop this voter fraud now by example that you're not going to get away with this. So we can't say, okay, we won the election. We don't have to worry about it. No, they will do this. If they got away with it now, it's going to be worse than two years from now. This has to stop. You've got the power to do it. You let no, you let your friends know about this. You encourage everybody to do it. We need thousands of letters going there. We did it with Alabama Supreme Court. And one of the justices even called me, said we've never had mail like this. Thank God for the support. And it made them perpetuate what they did, and they're still fighting that, even Judge Moore. And what was it over? Marriage. Alabama is the only place in the United States, the only state in the United States, that stood up to the U.S. Supreme Court and said, we will not accept this in Alabama. They, they defied the U.S. Supreme Court. Forty-nine states didn't do it. Only Alabama. And you know who I can thank for that? Is your letters. They said they had never gotten that much mail, even from people from foreign countries. They were very impressed. One of the judges took a picture of his floor with a pile of letters that was probably five foot across, probably a foot and a half tall. They took pictures of it in the mailbox. You can stop. Trump will act if he knows he's got attention and they have a conversation and just hear just the facts we just told. When you start looking at it, they know it's out there. But nobody's putting forth the plan. We've This is where we start. This is the first battle about anything. If we don't clean this up, we'll be back in the same place. The Birmingham, Alabama address for Senator Jeff Sessions is 1800 5th Avenue North, number 341. Birmingham, Alabama, 35203. And his phone number at that office is 205-731-1500. His Washington, D.C. address is Senator 
Jeff Sessions, U.S. Senate, 326, Russell, Senate, Office Building, Washington, D.C., 20510 dash 0001. And the phone number there, 202-224-4124. Make the letter brief. Make it on one page. If you handwrite it, make it real clear. They will not read that if they have a lot of labor in reading and trying to figure out what you write. Simply state, there's so much fraudulent, illegal activity with the voting, and that if we can't eradicate this, it's going to visit us two years from now, and we want prosecutors set up, investigators And make example of these people, get the jail time plus the fines. This has to happen. It's the first battle. And tell them, this is the first battle we won't fight because if we don't win this, we're never going to be able to win another election from here on out. It will always be a struggle. And this one should have been lost. The only thing that saved it is God allowed so many people to be waking up that they outvoted even in numbers where illegal activity took place. And so we're at the point where we're beginning the battle. We're commissioned by Our Lady to expose evil. And this is the first thing you can take in this step in the new America waking up to make America great again. And Our Lady's part of it. Our Lady said, My children, it is a time of vigilance. In this vigil, I am calling you to pray, love, and trust. The united love of my apostle will live, will conquer, will expose evil. You can put that message into action. And never trust your enemy for his wickedness is like corrosion in bronze. Even though he acts humbly and peacefully towards you, Take care to be on guard against him. Rub him as one polishes a brazen mirror, and you will find that there is still corrosion. Let him not stand near you. Least he ousts you and take your place. Let him not sit at your right hand. Least he then demand your seat. And in the end, you appreciate my advice when you groan with regret, as I warned you. With his lips, an enemy speaks sweetly, but in his heart, he schemes to plunge you into the abyss. Though your enemy has tears in his eyes, if given the chance, he will never have enough of your blood. Evil wants that. It began 9-11, and it's been reversed on 11-9. Very significant, very profound. God speaks to us. Act on these things. A new day is coming. We wish you a lady. We love you. 
Good night. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Medjugorje. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.